0: Welcome to The Power of Italy, hosted by yours truly, Luisa Potenza, and we are sponsored by the Grand Lodge of New York, Sons and Daughters of Italy in America. Today is another episode. Um, I've been away for two weeks, uh, kind of missed, you know, all of you, although I don't get to see you but I know you're out there and I know you're listening. So it was kind of a, it was a great trip. Absolutely. But uh, you miss certain things that you're used to doing, like doing a podcast every week. And every week there's a different episode. Well, as I said, I recently returned from California after a two-week stay. And California for me was an endless discovery of beautiful places. But before I go on with that, let me give you a bit of news from Italy. We always want to know what's going on in Italy, don't we? Well, this is good news for all Italians. The European Union has included Italy's Messina Bridge project in its Trans-European Transport Network Programme clearing an important hurdle in making the bridge between Sicily and the mainland a reality. The project, long the talk of many Italian governments, has never gone beyond the planning stage for several reasons, including projected the 10 billion euro price tag, yes, I said 10 billion euros, The Transport Ministry posted, quote, excellent news from Europe, where the Transport Commission has rewarded Italy's commitment and seriousness, close quote. Deputy Prime Minister Matteo Salvani, one of the project's strongest proponents, hailed the decree as a, quote, historic day for the whole of Italy saying the bridge had been a dream of Italians for centuries, and that is true. And see, the last time I was in Italy, probably 10 years ago, and I traveled to the Straits of Messina, you know, and I was on my way to Sicily. Well, I took the train from the region of Basilicata, went to the Straits of Messina, and of course, there, a wonder takes place. The train, the train actually goes onto the ferry. Yes, you travel to Sicily on the ferry, but in a train. Isn't that remarkable? But now, well, I don't know how long it will take for this project to get started and completed, but uh, I think all of Italy has waited. A long, long time for this. It's exciting, exciting. A bridge that goes from the Straits of Messina right over to Sicily, makes it very easy. Do you envision that? Do you think there'll be problems? Well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Mm -hmm. But I think it's a great innovative idea. So, you know, also the Italian government has lost what little patience it has shown for climate activists and will now impose significant fines following the latest spate of protests by the, quote, echo vandals, close quote. It has unveiled measures to crack down on those who damage or deface monuments and heritage sites with fines of up to 60,000 euros. And I think it's a long time in coming, and it's a good thing to do. The move comes amid a series of attacks on cultural landmarks and artwork by activists demanding more governmental climate action. The bill was proposed by Culture minister Gennaro Giuliano following the recent attack by activists on the 7th century Barcaccia Fountain in Rome's Piazza di Spagna, near the base of the Spanish steppes. Those who carry out these acts must also accept financial responsibility, said Sanjuriano, noting that costs typically range from thousands to tens of thousands of euros to clean up after such demonstrations. The blitz at the Barcaccio Fountain, which saw its waters dyed black, was the latest in a string of actions ranging from staging roadblocks during rush hour traffic to activists gluing their hands to artworks. Deplorable, actually. And it was very evident, if you watch the series on CNN, searching for Italy, yes, and it did show the city of Rome, and, well, it was very disheartening because there was graffiti all over, the beautiful cities, you know, you know, defacing the architecture of Rome. A deplorable situation. But that's not new, of course. It's worldwide now. So I think there has to be a crackdown. And San Giuliano, good for him. He's doing the right thing. Well, let me go back to my trip to California. It was an endless discovery of beautiful places. Northern California, I say, is Mother Nature at her best. Mountains, majestic mountains as we drove the roads. And you can see them in the distance. And they had snow-capped tops everywhere and tall, tall. I don't know if they're evergreens. I don't know the the right name for them. But they seem to touch the sky. Very majestic green trees. But there was even more to discover. Yeah, I really discovered something. Something that I'm glad I learned about. I had never known about sister cities. Have you heard about sister cities? Well, there is one. Well, actually, there are many in the United States. The one that we passed as we drove through Folsom, and incidentally, Folsom, Folsom You might uh, connect with the iconic singer Johnny Cash, who visited Folsom Prism on January 13th in 1968, and he went there to entertain its inmates. And you know, the city of Folsom is really known for that, but it's known for much more. It is a sister city, and the city is called Pieve del Grappa in Folsom. In Pieve del Grappa, in Italy, is their city, sister city of Folsom. And what is a sister city? Well, by the excuse me, by definition, it is linked to another another city, usually for the purpose of cultural exchange, and a relationship is formed when the mayor or the highest elected official or a highly non-elective official forms a U.S. community or a community in another country or territory, signs a formal agreement on behalf of their respective communities, endorsing a sister city. I hope that's clear to you. Okay. You must have municipal compatibility And the ability to develop and maintain the relationship, and lastly, the potential to promote cultural, educational, and economic initiatives that are mutually beneficial. Sister Cities, the acronym SCI, is a nonprofit citizen diplomatic network that creates and strengthens. Partnership between communities in the United States and those in other countries. Sister Cities International actually began in 1956, and it was the brainchild of then President Dwight D. Eisenhower. He envisioned a way for U.S. cities to create formal relationships with foreign cities. Cities called then exchange information and ideas in order to develop friendships and deepen cultural understanding. What a great idea, wouldn't you say? The oldest city relationship was established between Toledo, Ohio and Toledo, Spain in 1931. And in the United States, there are over 700 cities dedicated to bridging the cultural gap of their international counterparts. There are 1,800 sister city partnerships. Pieve del Grappa in Folsom, California, became a sister city in September 2000. Its counterpart in Italy, is located in the province of Treviso, which is part of the Veneto region of Italy. Well, I discovered all of this driving through Folsom, and it just piqued my interest. And I think it was a wonderful idea once this was promoted. Uh, And as as a matter of fact, in Pieve del Grappa in Folsom, California, there is an historic Mura House Learning Center, and it's named after Joseph Mura, who was born in Crespano del Grappa, a small town about 30 miles east of Venice, Italy. And the Mura House holds special events, like Italian car shows, Italian cooking classes, Italian language classes. And on display, there are Italian cars, motorcycles, scooters, and bicycles. Well, that's what's going on in the sister city in Folsom, California. And you know what I was thinking? They say that our country is just split in half, very diverse. We just... We can't seem to get together. And this idea of sister cities is just a wonderful concept. And I think that if more of us learn about them, and maybe we initiate more, that would be a way of, you know, countries getting together. Mutually beneficial to both, wouldn't you say? You know, and we would learn about one another. We would be dedicated to the same goal. I think it's wonderful, and um, I hope that, you know, that you've learned something. I certainly have, and I'm going to look more into it, and I'm going to report back to you on it. I'd like to talk to some people from del Grappa in Folsom, California. They are dedicated. There are pictures of them, you know, in magazines, and there they are sitting together, very much like we do at our large meetings. They get together and they discover dis I'm sorry discover cultural things and they engage in those things and uh I think we have to we have to really respect our lodges and what we do because it's very much built on the concept of sister cities however I don't know let's say the Barcelona lodge which I'm a member I don't know we don't have a sister city but maybe we should go about trying to get one, wouldn't you say? <laughs> well, that's um I think I've passed something on to you that I think is very important. You know, May has been quite a month, okay? It is quite a month, I should say we've had Mother's Day. And also we have to note make note that um, funny man Dom de Louise died in the month of May in 2009. Yes, it's been fourteen years since Dom de Louise passed away, and we miss him. And I recall once I did something about Dom de Louise after visiting him, and I passed it on to you. And he had written, um, I call it a ditty. And when I dig it up again, I'm going to I'm going to sing it to you. And it's the Pasta Vajoli song. He wrote it. And he sang it many times when he was on my radio show. Yes, Dawn, we miss you and we honor you during this month of May. Well, that's it for today. But of course, I will return next Sunday with a new episode. In the meantime, I hope I've piqued your interest. And if you want more information, you can Oh, or questions for that matter. You can email me and my email is lupot11796 L-U-P-O-T, at gmail.com. And until the next time, I wish all of you tante belle cose e ciao.